Knoxville Tower, runway 23 left at Alpha 8, taxi via Alpha Taxiway. No delay, wind 2004, runway 23 left at Alpha 8, clear for takeoff, traffic 3 mile final. Read back correct, tower for taxi, have a good flight. Welcome to From the Runway Up. I'm Becky. And I'm Caitlin. And we work in the Public Relations Department at McGee Tyson Airport in Knoxville, Tennessee. We understand that going behind the scenes in an airport these days isn't as easy as it used to be. So that's where this podcast comes in. Each episode, we'll give you a behind-the-scenes look of current events at our airport and in the aviation industry as a whole. So fasten your safety belts and join us on this aviation adventure. Welcome to this episode of From the Runway Up. We're so glad you joined us today because I think you're going to love our conversation with some very interesting people who have a podcasting on their brain of aviation like we do. Well, and if you are a longtime listener of our podcast, hopefully you are. We have had this podcast since 2015, and we were actually the first airport to host a podcast in the U.S. and in the world, I think. And since then, since 2015, Becky and I have spoke at industry conferences and public relations conferences to promote our podcast. And because of that, well, I won't take all the credit, but um, (laughs) we do have other airports that have now launched podcasts at their airport. So today, in celebration of International Podcasting Day, which is today, we are talking to other airports that host podcasts. So we are excited to have Bryce Duby and Michelle Lau from Austin Bergstrom International Airport. They are the co-hosts of The Austin Approach. And we also have Jake Potter and Mary Griffith from Raleigh-Durham International Airport. And they co-host the podcast, The Fly Angle. So we're going to learn a whole lot from talking to these people. And we hope that you do too. Not only about airports, but also about podcasting as a form of communication that maybe can help you reach the publics that you're trying to reach with your communication message. So let's get into our conversation. Well, we're very excited today to have some podcasting airport podcasting, I should say, professionals with us today in celebration of International Podcast Day. And we want to start with introducing our guests. And we'll start with Bryce and Michelle, if you want to tell us about yourself and a little bit about your podcast. Yeah, hey, uh, this is Bryce Duby. I am one of the co-hosts of The Austin Approach here at Austin Bergstrom International Airport down in Austin, Texas. And it's thrilled actually to be back here joining you guys again. Hey, and I'm Michelle Loy, and I'm, I work with Bryce. It's my pleasure to work with Bryce. And yeah, I'm also the co-host of The Austin Approach. Welcome. So Mary, do you want to tell us about your podcast? Sure. I'm Mary Griffith and I am the co-host along with my partner, Jake Potter here at RDU International Airport. We are so excited to join you guys and that we even have a group of airport podcasters is super exciting, right, Jake? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, again, as Mary said, my name is Jake Potter. We're both communications directors here on the, the communications team for Raleigh-Durham. And came up with the Fly Angle RDU show last year. And it's been fun, fun times ever since. Well, welcome, everybody. We're so excited to kind of get into the discussion of podcasting and why it's important for an airport to have one. So for our first question today, let's just kind of throw it out and anybody that might want to answer this. Maybe talk us through the history of the podcast or the timeline. How did you all decide that a podcast was the best thing for your airport and how to communicate to your public? I think we're probably the the newest of the podcasts here. We just started in February of this year. 
Uh, so it was it was it was a little long time coming. I mean, I think we really kind of looked at serious discussions last fall, but for us, really, the genesis of it was COVID nineteen and the pandemic, and trying to find a new way to reach audiences while we didn't have some of our typical ways to engage with those communities and then tell some of those stories of some of the frontline workers and the folks who really behind the scenes helped make the everything at the airport happen. I have to give a little bit of credit to TYS on this one. I actually heard Caitlin and Becky speak on their podcast a few years back at an industry summit. And uh, I came back with like all of these ideas in my head, like we have to do this because they re- as I heard them talking about the success uh, from the runway up, in the back of my mind, I heard RU's audience saying, "Like, wow, we absolutely need this." So um, it was a it was an unmet need that we didn't realize until we started doing it, and immediately started getting feedback of like, "Where has this been our whole lives?" Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's pretty cool the fact that when when Bryce and I started looking at doing this podcast, and then we realized there were only two other airports that did podcasts. So I agree with you, Jake. Bryce and I both had this conversation of. Why are more airports not leveraging this form of communication to really reach out to their passengers? So for us, it was a way of uh, storytelling and highlighting not just people's individual stories within the airport, but also what goes on at the airport. I don't know about you guys, but I've only been at the Austin airport for three years now, and I had no idea the amount that went on in an airport. (laughs) So I was like, oh, my God, everybody should know this stuff. It's really cool. (laughs) Well, I think it's so interesting, Bryce, that you said, and Jake, thank you very much for the shout out. I remember actually seeing RDU tweet about us. You, I think somebody's tweeted that you all had a great podcast. So cool that an airport's doing a podcast. And I think you were like, well, we weren't the OG, you know, TYS from the runway up was the first one. So thank you. Hashtag airport Twitter is a small but tightly knit clan. Yes. (laughs) And we appreciate it. But Bryce, it's interesting that your podcast kind of came out of the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, I think we all had to be really creative with our communications last year, and we're still having to do that. But From the Runway Up actually got created from us hosting an air show. We had to get really creative of how to communicate so much information to people coming to the air show. And we thought a podcast would be great because people were sitting in their cars unfortunately waiting in traffic, trying to get to the show and learning about all the different acts. And so that was the podcast was a really great avenue for us to distribute that information. And Michelle, like you said, there's so much information that we can share about our airports and about the aviation industry. So a podcast is a great tool to do that. Things change, like literally. One of the things I think Bryce and I learned was you know, the best well-led plans never quite work out. You know, we would sit and we would do like a planning, right, Bryce? We would have all these planning meetings and then something huge would come up. There'd be new air service, there'd be a new mandate, there'd be a new something, a new law, something would happen. I'd be like, man, we have to change all of this really quickly on the fly and be more relevant. By the time this goes out, people are already going to know. So it was a learning experience at an airport because so many things change. Well, you're right, Michelle. And there are lots of things that make it very challenging to do a podcast. Availability of guests, people who are not familiar with the podcasting environment to begin with. And maybe they feel more like a telephone call and don't really necessarily know that hundreds, even thousands of people are going to listen to it and they should treat it like a media interview. (laughs) So what are some of the challenges that you all have faced in regards to podcasting? For us, I think our biggest one happened 
very early on. Our very first episode was February 3rd of this year. And then, as everyone knows, about a week and a half later, we were ready to do our second episode and we had the winter storms roll through Texas. That's um, right. And had to change absolutely everything. Our episode that we were going to air that week was going to be about new air service on Hawaiian Air to Hawaii and going away for a beach vacation. And obviously, we couldn't talk about that at all. Wow. So we threw together an extremely last minute episode with some amazing folks who actually had been on the operations side in the airport during the storm, working 70 plus hours that week. And they were generous and amazing enough to come on the show and tell the story of everything that just transpired and how we worked through all of that mess and just kind of did like a bonus winter episode that ended up being very successful. But it was such a learning experience very early on. I'm like, hey, everything can change all of a sudden. Yeah, now we had to make sure everybody had electricity and the ability to actually get it. <laughs> it was like, Bryce, do you have running water? <laughs> can you this podcast with us? I mean, it, it was pretty intense, that stage. Jake and I were pretty fortunate in that we have been in the office. You know, we went home for a little while and just the timing that didn't impact us in that way. But one of the things that we keep on our radar is the means for engaging our audiences, right? We understand that there are a lot of aviation enthusiasts that are going to tune in, but we also want to reach out to that general public, you know, just for random questions for behind the scenes, or again, health and safety measures that we want to ensure that they know are in place. So one of the things that Jake actually came up with was our airmail segment, which allowed our listeners to send in questions to us so that we could kind of get a feel for what do our listeners want to hear? What do they want to cover? So we found that our airmail was a way to remain engaging and to kind of reach different audiences while still at the same time keeping that general base of audience that we were trying to initially reach when we began the podcast. That's actually maybe a good question to ask you guys too. One of the really fascinating things out of that airmail segment You know, we kind of learned early on that we had a lot of AF geeks and aviation enthusiasts that naturally found their way to the podcast quickly. But one of the other small groups that became a large group, students, you know, students in the area. Three of our first four airmail questions were from middle school students and elementary school students. And they found out that their teachers had circulated the podcast to, to their classrooms, which I thought was like absolutely fascinating and mildly terrifying as a parent of a four year old. I think it's great. And I don't know about your cities, but we are seeing in our community a lot of aviation classes, particularly in high school or STEM programs that are popping up and they're reaching out to us. So a podcast is another great way to continue that connection when you can't be maybe in the classroom because of the pandemic requirements or some other things. So it really is an educational kind of experience, not just a, I'm going to listen to it going to work today and learn a little bit more about our airport. You can really engage with people and help provide education about different aspects of aviation in the airport industry. Well, and going off script a little bit here, what is the craziest question you've gotten through airmail? Oh, that's such a great question. There's always questions that were a little, (laughs) sometimes we can answer it really well. Like if they, you know, call it a T-ball question, but if they ask about like our airport master plan, well, how much time do you have? Right. But um, we'll get questions about pieces of the business that people asking about things being shut down as part of the pandemic. That was tough because we didn't really have those answers right away. We were kind of learning along with the audience in real time. So what we tried to do with some of those questions is rather than answering it directly, which oftentimes was in that setting, particularly, it was just, we don't know yet. We would talk about the process behind it. So talking about the how, like what are the steps we would have to take in order to do the thing that you're asking about. 
And it, it turned out that the audience really loved that. They just want to hear that behind the scenes inner workings of, of an airport authority, you know, how this gets made kind of thing. Well, and kind of to play off of that question, you know, we all have started this podcast to be of service to our communities and to provide a direct way to communicate and to provide information. So what kind of examples of successes have you had because you've established the podcast? Is it doing what you hoped it would do for you? Or is it still too early, maybe because you started in February? We're definitely still in that very early stage, kind of still figuring things out, working through it. I think I'm going to be releasing episode 14 is our next episode. So we're still playing catch up to folks, but we're still kind of playing around with it and working on things. I mean, success wise for us really has just been seeing that th- there are folks engaging and there are folks paying attention and listening. We're, we're still growing and things like that, but it's, it's been interesting seeing what are the types of topics that folks want to hear more about. Some of the things that have really been interesting is some of those behind the scenes that are unique to AUS and the everything going on here. We just did an episode with our music program coordinator talking about all the live music that we typically have here at the airport. I mean, we normally do 30 plus concerts a week in an airport, which is unique. And being able to kind of go behind the scenes and explain, hey, how that works, how does our arts program work? Some of those other just kind of different things that are unique specifically to just Austin Bergstrom. I remember that episode and I, as a musician, I loved it. That was a great one. To your point, Bryce, too, and the response to our podcast, I think we've been really excited that our community has sent us great feedback. But one of the nuances of that success has been internally. So Team RDU, albeit different departments being featured or guests, we've had a tremendous response from our internal audience. And and we, you know, we're communications folks. We know that we've got internal comms to go on, but when you receive it from your community and you've got subscribers, but also Team RDU or your internal audiences, that was a big kudos for us. And we got really excited because it's a way to engage our team members and to collaborate and to learn more. You know, I think Jake and I both learned so much about some of the different things that are occurring across the airport. They were like, oh, we didn't know that was happening. Or we may have been involved on the community communication side in terms of pushing out some information, but didn't quite understand all the dynamics that were happening leading up to a project or behind the scenes, truly. Well, and that's such a great perspective about internal communications. And I think that could be said outside of the aviation industry too. But whenever we ask our employees to be featured about a project or about their department on our podcast, they're so excited and proud of their work. And so it's just a great way to highlight the airport authorities work, but also those employees that love their job and just love talking about it too. And we learn so much that we're like, oh, we probably should have known that, but how cool. I go through a learning every single episode. <laughs> but, but when we talk about the popularity, do you remember Bryce? I mean, when we first kicked our first episode off and Bryce said to me, we've got, I think you said something like 600 or something listeners you said something and I said oh my god is that good or is that awful like I don't know if that's really brilliant or if it sucks what are we going to do and Bryce was like well I don't know I need to look it up and see <laughs> We're yeah, like, I don't think anybody how many really listeners <laughs> how many listeners makes a successful podcast and then he, he wrote back and he went Michelle I think it's quite good <laughs> I think we're doing quite well I'm like all right brilliant. <laughs> hey, as long as the number's going up right <laughs> that's the that's the real yeah. metric 
Exactly. Oh yeah. And, and reevaluating its success constantly. Are we put as much time as a podcast really takes to pull off? Are we getting our return on investment like we should? That's a, we do it for every other communications effort. We should do it for a podcast as well. And I'm like you, Jake, as long as the numbers are going up, we're doing what we should be doing. You know, we don't have like the perfect insight into the, the podcast analytics, but the, a couple of things, one, one set I'd love to hear is, you know, how long people listen. Our episodes have gotten progressively longer as we go and side note shout out to Bryce and Michelle because they're putting out content every two weeks and it's you know I'm always terrified of not having enough to talk about but um, you guys are doing an amazing job with that regimen and schedule but um the thing I think was fascinating for us from like looking at the analytics of it is like where the listeners are coming from naturally there's a lot in our community but but and I'm curious to hear the same for you guys but we have a ton in some of our major destinations. One of the most fascinating to me was Raleigh has, we have nonstops, uh, albeit one of them is paused to Paris CDG and as well as to, to Montreal. And our we have listeners in both of those communities, our French listener base is like way bigger than you would expect it to be, which I thought was absolutely fascinating. And my French is very poor, so I've, I've been trying to practice in my spare time. <laughs> Well, if you promise to be bilingual on your podcast, I'm definitely tuning in more often. <laughs> I know there's nothing nicer than French, to be fair. We actually, whenever we originally kicked off our podcast, we had a really large listener base in Russia. We're not really sure why. We think maybe it had something to do with our Southern accents, but we don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good Wow. <laughs> I'm very thankful for, I know M- Michelle... As, as y'all have noticed, it has a unique accent and is, brings over a great listener base that we have actually a decent number of listeners in Ireland, UK area. I was surprised. I mean, we are predominantly mm-hmm. Texas, but we, like you said, Jake, it's, it's interesting seeing it's like, oh, well, we do fly in a bunch in California and a bunch in Florida. And it's like, okay, it's interesting seeing who's listening from where and knowing it's not just like my mom and dad. And I think there's a little bit too, and this kind of actually, in my opinion, drove some of the interest behind developing our podcast was, and I think Austin, you guys in particular probably are seeing probably the same thing and, and maybe even Knoxville as well, but Raleigh and the Triangle in general are, it's a, it's a tech community. You know, we have one of the largest tech industry presences on the East coast. Apple just announced a major campus here. These are all podcast listeners from the jump. So that was kind of where a lot of that audience was driven was that they're already listening to serial and they're already listening to all these like top podcasts. And it was kind of a, just a very natural place to fall into, but the stakes were also very high because of that. So we, you know, we kind of saw it as a challenge. Well, and speaking of statistics and your listener base, what all have you seen? What are the most popular well-received topics that you all have talked about? Because whatever you share, we're shamelessly going to use those topics on our podcast. <laughs> and you should. Why not spread the joy? <laughs> That's what I say. Well, I mean, if, if you want to do an episode on a, like, a catastrophic winter storm, I would not encourage that one. That was one of our most popular episodes. <laughs> Hopefully um, we don't have to do that. that. That was definitely a big one. I think so. It's For us, it's been really kind of those weird kind of off-topic ones that we've done. One of our more popular ones, we interviewed one of our duty managers, and he's also a big aviation geek. And we talked about plane spotting and talked about the new A220 and the fact that there's a window in the lavatory and just kind of like goofy things with airplane. Talking to some of that stuff was really interesting and be able to get that perspective from someone who not just works at the airport, but loves aviation. And that was one of our more popular episodes, uh, as well as some of the, the things with around the arts and music and things like that that I mentioned. 
You know, at the Fly Angle, we had two guests that we saw some great results when one was our air service director, Ken Strickland, and he's a dynamic speaker, but he was doing a lot of analytics at that time in collaboration with SAS. And so that episode did really well. We, we saw in this kind of learning about, he talked about recruiting and he talked about our future service. And this was like at the height of the pandemic. So that was interesting. And then also interesting, we, we talked about a local brewery that came to do business at the airport. And likewise, they had just opened and then the pandemic hit. So she's talking about all these great things, launching this new beer that they had just for RDU and talking about future business at the airport while we saw no business happening. So we were really excited that that episode did really well. People talk about it. One thing I wondered if you all found with your podcast too, as you had different hosts, their following becomes our followings as well. So she had a big reach and we were excited about that, but we saw that episode do really well. And again, she was a dynamic guest, but also talking about just the challenges. And I think the realness of the experience of connected with listeners as well, because I think a lot of businesses, particularly small businesses, breweries at that time where nobody could even go, engaged listeners on a different level. You know, and especially in North Carolina, I think the only thing more popular than a uh, CEO of a brewery would be maybe a barbecue pit master. So maybe that'll be our next episode. Well, and Mary, you brought up that one of your more popular ones was about concessions. And we actually banked pre-COVID. We had maybe four or five really great episodes, like recorded, ready to go. And one of them was about concessionaires and how the concessionaires plan and all of these future ideas that they had about Mickey Tyson Airport. And then we went back and listened to it. It wasn't relevant at all and we couldn't really use it. And so it was so frustrating having that wonderful interview and it not being real and timely anymore. So that's, I guess it happens. Yeah. Bryce and I had that experience as well. (laughs) It's not, it's not fun. And then you try to think, well, could we piece little bits together because it was really fun and it was really good. And uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those things that kind of hurts your heart a wee bit, but that's a lot of post-production. That would be a lot of work for you. (laughs) Yeah. We have other things we have to do, right, Mary? (laughs) This is just one of many things. Exactly. In fact, our most recent episode, we had our CEO on and we interviewed him and he talked about, you know, what it was like when our boss presented the thought of a podcast, you know, and what Jake and I had brainstormed. And he was just like, well, what are they going to talk about? And how do you know it's going to be successful? And he was really pleased that to see our success and to see the response. But at the same time, to know that we were doing that on top of other jobs and other responsibilities, I think Jake and I both realized that our work morphed. And so we find ourselves kind of finding ways to sneak in guests. And again, sneaking guests when we have COVID and we're having to wear masks and do an interview and not sound muffled and not, you know, make sure that we're following the protocol and, and the directives that we have in place here. So yeah, <laughs> a lot of work, but it's good. I have a passion for it. And so does Jake. So I think that that makes it even more exciting to kind of step out of your normal workload and do something creatively that, that you really enjoy. Well, and speaking of post-production, we had actually just invested in a lot of really great headsets and microphones and recorders for our in-person interviews that we were going to do that now we don't do anymore. So yes. So I think our listeners, if you have one takeaway, podcasting comes with a lot of challenges, but it's very rewarding. (laughs) Yeah. One of the things that was really um, 
absolutely fascinating to do on the fly was like you just said is learning how to record at a high level. Obviously we were really interested in, in the, the production quality. Mary has a background in radio, I have a background in music. So we had enough know-how for neither of us having run a podcast before to get there. And then immediately going into a pandemic and saying, well, let's try it with masks on now. <laughs> so That is definitely challenging for sure. And we had to be adaptive in a lot of ways for our podcast through this past year, like everybody has in different industries with different communications tools. So if the people who are listening to us today, if you want to tell us about your podcast and what they should know about your podcast, how they can find it and learn more about your individual airports. So yeah, once again, we are the Austin Approach and we're here again in lovely Austin, Texas. You can find us on most major streaming platforms uh, as well as on our website at austintexas.gov airport. And there's a spot right there where you can listen, but you can also look for us on most major streaming, Apple Music, uh, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, all of those types of things. Just search the Austin Approach and you'll find us. Yeah. And so for Mary and I from Raleigh-Durham, The Fly Angle is a podcast about airport life day to day, but airport plus. So it's about our community and about what's happening in North Carolina, what's happening in the aviation industry, not only in real time, but just kind of unpacking what goes on behind the scenes. So whether you like seeing you know, triple sevens fly in on five left, or if you just like hearing about Raleigh beers <laughs> or, you know, the Carolina hurricanes or whatever it might be in our backyard, um, it gives you a slice of what it's like for you day to day. And you can also find us on our website, rdu.com backslash the fly angle. And again, like Bryce mentioned on most streaming platforms, you can find us Apple, Spotify. Well, and we will link to your podcasts too on our show notes page with this episode, but going off script again, how long did it take you all to come up with the Austin approach and the fly angle? Like your, the names of your podcast. Oh, that was, that was weeks. That was, that was, that was a long time. That was the hardest part. (laughs) Yes. You know what? The Bryce had reached out to Michael Pennock, who we featured a couple of weeks ago or whatever in uh, our podcast for our, our music and reached out and said, Hey, we need a tune to go with this podcast. He knocked that out like in a day, two days. I mean, he just had it. And, and then we reached out and said, hey, we, we need a logo. We need something. And that was done in a heartbeat as well. It's like, wow, like this is brilliant. But the name, we sat for weeks and we, we talked to some groups and we had a whole bunch of different ideas. And it was, yeah, that one took a hot minute, but we finally got to a place where we were all happy. <laughs> yeah, ours, our story is probably similar. We definitely, for every name that made it, which is all one of them, there probably were 30 or 40 that hit the cutting room floor. It was pretty, it got pretty brutal on that editing room for a while while we were figuring that out. But the fly angle was kind of that best, easy cross section of memorable made local. Cause you've got the research triangle. So as opposed to the triangle, we've got fly angle and obviously aviation focused. So yeah, that part was fun. Definitely getting the logo and the music beds together were presented their own challenges for sure. Uh, I think one of the things that we, have started doing that has kind of given our podcast another extra oomph is we we simulcast them on YouTube. So we'll actually post the podcast episode as a video of sorts and get a ton of listens from YouTube now too. So that's been pretty fun. Our graphic designer has helped with that, thankfully. So does video go with that or is it just like audio overlaying an image or something? Right now it's just audio. We might eventually do some video format. It kind of depends on what the listeners want to hear, but thankfully, uh, you know, my, my face for radio can continue on. So that's the scary part. That's, that's <laughs> in my background in radio. They always say that like, those are the folks that couldn't get in front of the camera. <laughs> 
but we could take a stab at it. But nonetheless, it's working really well on YouTube. And like you said, just collaborating with our graphic designer so that he could kind of put a little graphic up there that helps with our branding. And we've seen some good success on YouTube. Well, I'm going to check that out. I had no idea that you all are on YouTube and that is a way, the outreach of your podcast. So thanks for sharing that. That's the tip I'm going to take away from this. Okay. Well, so since we are here celebrating International Podcast Day, other than our podcasts, what are some of your favorite podcasts that you listen to? It can be aviation industry related or not. Well, I have one. So I have a a favorite podcast and it's called the Talent Development Think Tank. So I think I'm the only person on this call who's not a PIO communications person. (laughs) But what I do is uh, talent development and performance management. And so one of my favorite podcasts is by a gentleman called Andy Storch, who is uh, the host of the talent development think tank. So if you ever have just anything that you wanted to learn about in terms of the future of work, talent development, DE&I, you know, just anything at all to do with progress within the talent space and uh, return to work, all that kind of stuff. He's your man. It's it's a brilliant podcast. I, on my side, so I'm you know I started out my career in the news industry, and I am such a sucker for Dateline. And they started simulcasting their shows as podcast episodes, and it has absolutely made my drive time, my, my commute so much better. So I will binge Dateline, and then um, in, in terms of like actual true to form podcasts, the Music Junkie and me found Song Exploder. Have you guys ever heard of this one before? Great podcasts they get fantastic guests from across different cuts of the the music industry talking about how they wrote a song and took it to the studio and took it out on the road and and ultimately you know won grammys and sold platinum records and just the the music net in me has found that fascinating but the production quality is great too what about you two becky and caitlin well i'm kind of a news junkie like jake but i do it a little different because i like history too The one that I've just recently started listening to is we interrupt this broadcast and it focuses on historical things. Like I just recently listened to a story on Princess Diana and, you know, just something interesting from history. And on this day in history, this happened. Let's go back and revisit it. And they do it kind of from a news perspective. So that one's the newest one. Otherwise, I love all the crime and I'm a crime junkie kind of things. That's what I was going to say. I really like all the, the serials and the My American Life. Yeah, the serial was the one, the podcast that probably got me into podcasts. That season one is still so memorable. But, I, you know, really, like the way they've taken that show has kind of shown, like, you know, what like what's possible with the show. I think, like, the whole style doing anthologies has really kind of taken hold. You know, we've talked about, like, can you do subsets of our show and even say, like, you know, let's do episodes or series of episodes on like one topic finish that topic air quotes for people who are just listening and and then move on to another topic and really dive deep into it yeah i'm really a sucker for the the mini series style episodes the one i'm listening to right now is actually through our local npr station it's called the disconnect and it's just it's a limited series but it's all about i keep bringing it up but the winter storm and just basically the history of the texas grid and how all of that works and the politics going all the way back into the 1800s. Like really, really fascinating thing. But I mean, obviously it's a limited story start to finish. I'm eagerly looking forward to their next episode. But that kind of style, I think is really fascinating to me. I know what you mean, Bryce. We live in an area where there was a big fire in Gatlinburg, a hundred year fire. And local TV station did a mini series like that on that and interview people who were impacted. And so I like those too. So I might have to tune in for that one. <laughs> but that's interesting to ask the question if we as airport podcast hosts could dive into a topic and have a series. So 
That's interesting. Keep us posted on if you all do that. I think we could. I think it would be interesting. But then that's just me. I mean, Bryce, are you ready? <laughs> Let's do it. What can we be an expert in? I mean, when you talk about NPR, Bryce, I listened to The Hidden Brain. That's also, that was my firm favorite to begin with. Do you ever listen to The Hidden Brain by Shankar Vedantam? He's a social, I think, I don't want to mess it up. But anyway, it's all about improving human behavior and trying to figure out why human, why we do the things that we do from like the social and behavioral aspect. And that's fascinating as well, because you just, you learn things. You're like, oh my God, it's, it's really like, we're designed to think this way or do things this way. So I think there's so many things that can be tapped within our port within our port podcast we just haven't got there yet you guys are way way ahead of us <laughs> I, the thing i've found too is that some podcasts i think it goes for ours uh, certainly is you're as good as your guests and so you know our first few episodes we gathered some of the brightest minds around the airport authority and now we're trying to kind of spread our wings and get people from our business partners we want to start getting more airline representatives on because people want to hear about aviation. They want to hear about all corners of it. And airport life is something we're uniquely knowledgeable on, but they want to hear about like the, the federal agencies involved. They want to, so we had TSA on, they want to hear about, you know, or doing on the ramp when they're waving those weird wands, you know, like those are the things that we have found, like our audience is absolutely, we are trying to broaden the, the number of voices. Well, I actually became the co-host by accident. I don't know if you realize this or not, Bryce. I was starting to do like an internal podcast for just employees, which is going to be like a learning thing and, you know, your personal story and stuff. And uh, Mandy, who works alongside Bryce, she called me and she said, Michelle, how do you feel about co-hosting this podcast? And I was like, that's brilliant, Mandy. I had the absolute same idea. I think we could totally do this. So I'm keeping on talking. And then she said to me, you know, this one's going to be public facing, Michelle. And I was like, oh. Oh, I see. And she's like, you're not going to turn me down, are you? And I was like, well, I kind of feel like I jumped in with two feet there, Mandy. I'll, and I'm like, by the way, who's this guy, Bryce? <laughs> I know Bryce's name, but we actually had only met like two times. Right, Bryce? Yep. Yeah, we hadn't met. And then we were, we were researching podcasts and, you know, what makes a, a podcast successful. And I remember calling Bryce and saying, Bryce, I've got bad news. Apparently the number one indicator for success is liking the co-host like liking the hosts makes you want to come back and we're going to have to be likable together <laughs> what are we going to do we should go out for lunch oh wait there's a pandemic <laughs> uh, turns out though Bryce is very easy to get along with well I can't imagine how you two can't be infectious together because you've had me laughing all through this one so I'm assuming that that translates onto your podcast all the time too <laughs> I'm here for the airport facts and information and Michelle is brings the energy. It is absolutely could not happen. The Austin approach would be extremely boring if it was just me. I would echo that. Like Jake Aww. brings that part to our show. And I just, I mean, he's easy to vibe off of and he knows every airport code. Like I'm going to put him on the spot on our next podcast and be like, tell me it. But it helps to have a co-host that has that energy and then one that's able to present that information in a way and flow, you know, naturally and authentically. So I I would echo the same for all of you guys. You're doing a fantastic job and the energy between all the co-hosts, I think, in general is pretty positive and engaging, which we want at the end of the day. And we're always open to feedback, whether it's solicited or unsolicited. (laughs) That's the sign people are listening to you, right? 
Well, and that's why we wanted to bring you all on here today, because Jake, as you said, you're only as good as your guests. So thankfully, you all were great during this conversation. And um, we love listening to your podcast. And we wanted to spread the love with our listeners to make sure that they know that, you know, Austin and RDU has a podcast that they can listen to as well. So anything else you all want to add about your podcasts to tell our listeners? I would just say you guys keep up the great work. Uh, like I said, we, we get inspired by your two podcasts every day. I feel like I've learned more about Knoxville and that area just by listening to the two of you. I could say the same for Austin now, which is our, already was one of my favorite cities, but now I feel like I've, you know, I've got the, the local inside approach. So thank you to the, both of you guys. And I hopefully more airports will pick this up. I know that I've heard of rumblings of a couple of others getting on board. So Maybe we'll, instead of airport Twitter, we'll have the airport airwaves soon. Oh, that's fun. I will say, though, I I believe that we all have direct flights to one another. And that's a really nice connection as well. Hopefully, maybe we can do this again next year and then we can all be in person. That would be so nice. (laughs) That would be fun. Maybe with cocktails and a steak dinner or for the vegetarians out there, a portobello mushroom dinner. There you go. We're going to bring the barbecue. Hey. Lisa and Michelle are going to bring the brisket. Yeah, there might be a fight for that. We've all Caitlin and Becky are going to have to bring the Tennessee whiskey. I'll I'll bring the ribs. Or or the Irish whiskey. If we go with brisket from Knoxville and then we bring the, I'll just bring the whiskey. Sounds like a deal. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you all for joining us today. We've had such a great time in this conversation and, and learning more about your podcast and learning more about how you're using podcasting to communicate information about internally of your airport and also about your communities in general and what role you all are playing in really developing your area. So thank you so much for being on here today. We appreciate it so much. Thanks for having us. This was brilliant. Yes, I echo that. Thank you both for the invite and for, to all of you for the great things you're doing. That was such a fun conversation. I cannot wait to possibly meet these people face to face. Yeah, and I'm so excited to go back and listen to their most recent podcast episodes, especially their popular ones that they referenced. So we encourage you to visit our show notes page at fromtherunwayup.com. We will link to their podcasts as well as some of the more popular episodes that they mentioned. And now I feel like we actually know the hosts so well, so we'll appreciate their podcasts that much more. So thank you all for being listeners of our podcast in celebration of International Podcast Day. We really appreciate you. And we encourage you to reach out to us with topics that you want to learn more about through our podcast. So thank you for listening. And we hope that you will tune in again next time. 